This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. The Cubby House is a show about two cub-identifying guys exploring the big and hairy issues in and around the bear community. This program is designed for a mature audience. It may contain adult themes, sex and drug references, and of course, coarse language. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Cubby House on the 11th of February 2013. I'm Cookie. Hello, and I'm Kevin. And for those who thought they'd join us for our 100th show, I'm sorry, you just missed it. Because it just passed by. Yeah, about a week ago, Cookie. Exactly. And if you didn't know that reference, uh, check out Rolf Harris. So, tonight on the Cubby House for our 101 show... It's going to be a little bit spotty, I think. Oh, no! I was going to try and go without making that reference. Cookie! (laughs) (sighs) Get you to it, sorry. So, yes, tonight on the show, we will be joined by a host, guest host, who we've had on once before by the name of Ross. And we'll be going through some things, Kink Corner particularly, we'll be going through a bit of a... Penal insertions in prisons. Yeah, we're moving on now. Um, (laughs) I'll be dealing... I've actually got a lot of tech to go through. Um, Fujifilm and thermoelectrical material. You are? Yeah, we'll get more into that later. I'm sure you will. Now, for those who haven't worked out, it's the Chinese New Year uh, starting as of yesterday. So uh, we're going to go through a little bit of experience Ross and I had while we were having dinner and perhaps some of the horoscopes, the Chinese horoscopes uh, for us this year. Um, And again, I've got some more technology, um, including a story about a cat and a computer virus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Cat wasn't responsible. We'll get into it later. I'm sure it was just chasing the mouse. Oh, <laughs> no! You're just terrible today, Cookie. <laughs> yes, yes, I know, I know. Now, we do have a question for you tonight, and it is, how has technology made your life easier? Now, be warned, we have no SMS and we have no email, so you're going to have to get in contact with us via these means. Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the cubby house. Or you can also search for us on Twitter. Um, our username, if I remember correctly, is the cubby house. Or you can search CH Project. On the cubby house tonight, we have a very special guest who we've invited back because I keep crashing at his place every so often. And uh, we just thought we'd put him through the torment of it one more time. Welcome, Ross. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Now, Last time we had you on, we had this thing called rapid-fire questions. Right. I've got another version of that, but this time it's going to be a quiz version. Quiz version. A quiz version. We're calling this game This, That, or The Other, which we're going to subject you and Kevin to. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, tonight I'm going to give you items, and you have to tell me if they are a type of grain, a currency, or a Pokemon character. Grain. I don't like this game. 
Because I had to go home and explain to my boyfriend why I didn't know what types of cheeses were. <laughs> right. I felt really bad, and I feel there's going to be a repeat conversation happening tonight. I'm sure there is, Kevin, <laughs> and this is just punishment for you not preparing another version. Oh, <laughs> I will run the game every night from now on. If that has to be the way to teach All right, let's lesson. do this, let's do this. So, can somebody tell me what a dinar is? Grain. Currency. You are correct, Kevin. Yeah. I should know about currency. I used to work in a bank. So you should. <laughs> yes, but you really only dealt with one currency, so you had to know numbers. No, no, I had to know many different currencies. Uh, okay, well then, yes, yes, you suck. Yeah. Uh, a sorghum, <laughs> gentlemen. What is a sorghum? That's a grain. That is a grain, yes. Yay. Squirtle. Oh, that's Pokemon. Thank you. I was going to say that. That was an easy one. Karina. Repeat. Karina. Currency. Correct. Bam. It is. Uh, Tef. Grain. It is a grain. <laughs> oh, God. We're going head for head tonight. <laughs> Flying. Swallet. Pokemon. <laughs> Kevin, yes. Yeah! Oh, all those misused <laughs> hours spent playing Pokemon as a child last week. Um, yes. <laughs> well, well, yes. Good thing you said last week because it was a new generation. Uh, a burr. Pokemon. Incorrect. Grain. Incorrect. Ah. It is a... Ethiopian currency. Okay, now we don't have to worry. Quite <laughs> <laughs> wrong one. Uh, shuckle. Currency. Wrong. Pokemon. Correct. Yeah. Oh, what? Uh, amaranth. Currency. What did you say? Grain. <laughs> Kevin, you are right. It's a grain. Oh. <laughs> Kip. Pokemon. Incorrect. Oh, You're thinking of currency. It is a currency. Oh, I'm on fire tonight. <laughs> Come on, Ross. Failing. Ari, Failing Ari. so bad. All right. Next one. Ari, Ari. Pokemon. Incorrect. Oh. Rain. Incorrect. Madagascan currency. Come on. All right. Fonio. Grain. It is a grain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back in the game, people. Cryogonal. Cryogonal? Cryogonal. Pokemon. Change. Oh, I mean, currency. Oh. Question, why'd you say Pokemon? Because cryo is ice. Cor- you are correct. Oh, I don't see anything that's currency or grain that would be related to ice. It is uh, <laughs> an ice reference. And the next one is Quetzal. Grain. Incorrect. Currency. Correct. Yay. It's a currency. Boom. Uh, ringgit. Pokemon. Incorrect. Grain. Incorrect. It's a currency <gasps> again. And the last one, Arbok. Pokemon. Correct. Yes. It is a Pokemon. Unfortunately, Ross, Kevin still beat you by three points. <laughs> Only, Only three. three. Only three. So the house wins tonight again. <laughs> Thank you very much for playing. <laughs> and have to start putting a prize to that. <laughs> a night with Kevin. A oh. night with a list. <laughs> One million dollars. Uh, no, I think no. we should maybe do bets or something, and the loser has to do the bet. I can see Tabasco sauce and everything here. No, no liquids in the studio. There's, no. <laughs> yes, we'll just leave those thoughts for another time, shall we? You are on the Cubby House on Joy 94.9, and we would like the question the answered. answer to the question? If you would let me finish <laughs> the question answered by you of this question, how has technology made your life easier? Could you please join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Cubby House. Make sure you like us while you're there. Yes. Uh, join us on Twitter at the Cubby House or uh, find for the hashtag CH Project. Be careful what you're wearing. You never know what you're asking for here on the Kink Corner. Now tonight I think I'd mix things up a bit only because this article came to me via a friend. It's uh, penile implants in prisons. 
Now, researchers of the United South, <laughs> researchers of the University of New South Wales Kirby Institute for Infection and Immunity in Society uh, developed a questionnaire to determine sexual risk behaviours in Australian prisons. Forensic nurses alerted them to an odd phenomenon at the time. In the last few years, they had several cases of male prisoners with skin infections on their genitals. These infections were a consequence of foreign bodies having been inserted under the skin of the penis. Yes, gentlemen, wince if you may. Uh, now, so the researchers added two questions to this survey, asking the prisoners if they had ever inserted or implanted an object under the skin of their penis. And if they had, was it something they did while in prison? Now, upon double-checking the data to verify it wasn't a mistake, they found 6% of Queensland and New South Wales people surveyed had a penile implant, with three-quarters of them being performed behind bars. Previous literature on the topic was suggest that these types of penile implants are intended to make the bearer more memorable to their sexual partner, to pledge allegiance to a gang, or more disturbingly, to inflict pain during sex. Some of these objects that have been inserted under the penile skin includes beads made from metal, uh, melted toothpaste caps, buttons, dice, deodorant rollerballs, and the implants themselves have had a variety of names such as pearls, yatsu beads, penile inserts, penile marbles, and speed bumps. Despite the common claim that penile inserts increase a partner's sexual desire, the journal Sexual Medicine found that there is a little to suggest this is the case. Women, including the wives and sex workers, reported finding the beads to be uncomfortable, and in some cases, they caused bleeding and abrasion. Most sexual partners found that the inserts made penetrative difficult or caused infection. They, they also found to be a threat uh, in effective, effective contraception, as condoms were less likely to fit and more likely to break. So, something to keep in mind if you are planning on having penile insertions for whatever reason. Now, from the survey, men with these implants were more likely to engage in prostitution, have body piercings or tattoos, and to have taken non-prescription drugs while in prison. None of the participants who claimed to have penile implants identified as homosexual, but they were more likely to have sexual encounters with a fellow inmate and also more likely to have hep C. Some of the statements that were made regarding this was clearly since they don't have access to sterilised scalpel blades or even disposable scalpel blades, there has got to be a risk, as a minimum, of local wound infection, says Basil Donovan, the health of or the head of sexual health program at the university's Kirby Institute. They also wouldn't have access to suture materials, so they would probably tape the wound over with sticky tape or something else. Now, what you have in a jail is a very condensed sample of people with problems. So, while people who engage in these behaviours probably don't have psychotic illnesses or primary mental health problems. They would no doubt have dependency issues, substance abuse problems, or personality disorders. Uh, Nes McVie, the chairman of the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Psychiatrics Facility of Forensic Psychiatry. Jeez, these titles can be a mouthful sometimes. <laughs> Donovan also agrees with this theory in, in saying that probably what is shown more than anything is how incredibly boring prison is. You've got to do something to fill in the day. Tish. I'm so glad they didn't say fill in the gap. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, that was a little uh, anecdote for you to have a think about with uh, what penile insertions can do when they go wrong. Ouch. That was King Corner for this week. <laughs> Kevin, 
Yeah, start us off with the geekness. We are starting off. We are okay. You're gonna have you're gonna have to start it because I've just completely been blown away by my own. Very 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 clever. All right, so I was reading through some of the articles that I usually read through, and I came up with this, which is actually pretty awesome. Photographic filmmaker Fujifilm have been incredibly busy this year at the Nanotech 2013 conference being held in Tokyo. First came news of a bendable roll-up speaker system. You were? Yeah. And now the company is showing off a new thermoelectric material developed to be so sensitive that it can convert a difference in temperature of just one degree Celsius to several kilowatts of electricity. So, based on thermoelectric material, which represents, sorry, representatives from the company told attendees um, that has the highest conversion efficiency of any other such material. So, for those of us that don't obviously know what it is, thermoelectric material works by taking advantage of the temperature differences that exist on either side of a given substance. In such materials, an electric charge can be created if a way is found to take advantage of the temperature gradient that exists in the material. In layman's terms? Basically, difference in temperature means that heat goes from one space to another, and if you can take advantage of that, you can create electricity. Yes, because there's a an energy. Was that two layman's for you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have to go. Okay, oh, yeah, so the electricity produced from the thermoelectric material can be used to power a small device or sent to a battery for storage. In addition to breaking the record for efficiency conversion, the new material is also an organic conductive polymer. Most importantly, though, it can be manufactured using a printing process, hmm? which means it can be produced in virtually any size needed. And because it's also bendable, it can be used as part of a wrapping apparatus, making it suitable for skin applications, such as powering generating for a medical device. Um, representatives of Fujifilm, I can speak and I'm going to repeat that. Representatives from Fujifilm said that it could also be used with solar cells to make them more efficient. Although they declined to say exactly what the material is currently made of, apparently they are actually going to release further information in their spring meeting in March. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the most important and exciting thing about this whole thing is that it could lead towards wearable materials that take advantage of our body heat to power personal devices. Just personal devices? Any kind of devices you want, I suppose, but it's not really going to generate you know, enough to run an entire building off just well, by your body heat. No, I'm, I'm thinking that if they can develop this further, you could probably like solve your power consumption problems with cars. It could, it could almost... They were thinking of doing it because the material literally cars. bends. They could cover a car in the material. Mm. And the idea would be that if there was a change in temperature or anything like that, your car would start to generate electricity just by the change of temperature. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that um, um, to power a building, you'd just need the, um, to be on the seats? If everyone were to be sitting on a seat, wouldn't that help power a building, do you think? Or covering you need a little entire, more than that? Covering the entire building in the material would probably be more effective. Mm. But then again, we don't know how much the material costs to make mm. and what its carbon footprint is, for instance, because mm. it may cost more to actually manufacture the material than it will actually save in the long run. Mm. So... Um, I'm I I would I'm going to be looking at this because I'm very excited about this and I hope to see where they actually take yeah, it. Further. I think that's pretty cool. Yes, thank you very much for your geek on segments. You're welcome. Joy ninety four point nine. You're with the Cubby House, Kevin and Cookie here with our guest tonight, Ross. Now, Ross, we were having a dinner tonight down 
Chinatown area. Yes. And we had a strange visitor, didn't we, which we weren't entirely expecting. It was quite strange, and it was it was a bit new for me. It's something that's never happened before. Now, the reason we had this strange visitor was because it's the beginning of the Chinese New Year. That is correct. Now, for those who don't um, have my Facebook, I'm going to be linking it later on on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the cubby house. We actually had a dragon actually come into the restaurant hmm. with um, not so much the, the, the drums and cymbals. They were staying outside, thankfully. But, you know, there was a, a procession song and dance into the restaurant. Yep. And I didn't entirely know what it was about. So I had a quick look on Wikipedia. Hmm. And it's dragons and lion dances are common during Chinese New Year. It's believed that the loud beats of the drum and the deafening sound of the cymbals together with the face of the dragon or lion dancing aggressively can ev- evict bad spirits or evil souls. Okay, so we've been, you know, exercised or, so- or something mm, like that. Pretty much. <laughs> um, For many bad spirits. And they're also popular in opening of businesses to, you know, bless the sort of the venue, I suppose. Yeah. So it got me thinking, I know what my Chinese astrology is, and I went and did a bit of research on yours and Kevin's, actually. <gasps> Should I be worried? Uh, yes, you should. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think yours is funnier, but okay. Continue, please. Yes, I know. It's, mine is funnier, but mine has reason. And for those who don't know, because Kevin was born in... Really? Did Boom. you have to tell people how that old I was? just happened. <laughs> uh, no, because I'll be telling them how old you are next week. <laughs> no, cookie! No. <laughs> uh, continue. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I will beat you later. I'm sure you will. Now, Kevin, that would make you a wood rat. Wood being your elements and rat being the year you were born. Which is amusing considering how much I have a connotation with cats, but okay. Now, despite having a remarkable facade of self-confidence, deep down, wood rats are the least sure of themselves compared to other rats. However, they wouldn't dream of showing this side of themselves to anyone, clearly. Only close-up companions of a wood rat would even suspect that he or she had such self-doubt. In fact, wood rats are often worried about downfall, despite their ability to find success. Well-liked, proficient, and good leaders at work, wood rats seem to function best when they are surrounded by family and friends. Cordial and delicate... <laughs> cordial. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was just thinking, no one would ever use the word delicate with me. That is what it says, Cookie. I'm not making fun yes. of it. They are usually well-loved by family, friends, and peers. Delicate. Okay, continue. You are. He's so delicate about that. I know. I can, I, I can slap you from over here. Oh, no, you can't. You I'm just saying. can't extend your... <laughs> your name's not Dal Sim yet, Kevin. Uh-huh. Now... Ross, yeah, do someone else. Do someone else. Yes. Do you know what yours is? Well, I I, I, have, I did look it up today, and uh, I did realize I was the year of the ox, and more specifically for your year, a wood ox, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Intriguing. So you're, uh, you're. I'm a wood too. And yes. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? I expect that I kind keep of thing doing from this. Cooking. No, I do it all the time. So <laughs> anybody who is wood have this understanding and fair. They are. These are least unyielding of the oxen and the most apt to change and accept new ideas. Yeah. A more liberal attitude given, gives them the ability to appreciate the value of being part of a team mm-hmm. and other members of the team respect high principles of the wood ox. Yeah. They are particularly self-confident, giving them an air of unspoken authority. The characteristic means that the wood oxen are often chosen as leaders or spokespeople. 
They also have shorter fuses than other oxen people oh. and are more likely to be outspoken or to stand up in a crowd to be heard. These oxen are quite devoted to those they love and make strong and affectionate friends and relations. Yeah. I would say about three quarters of that was right, I would say, I think. Excellent. Yeah, not bad. Nice to hear. For anybody who was born... Oh, I'm so doing you. <laughs> I'm doing this. Sorry, I'm taking over. Cookie, cookie, I've done some research. Turn to the right page. And uh, <laughs> it turns out that you're a pig. <laughs> well, a very special kind of pig. Okay, if you look at me and know me well enough, that's not hard to pick. <laughs> you're a water pig. <laughs> yes, I float quite well. <laughs> Isn't that a warthog? Anyway, um, and let's go. Water pigs go with the flow and usually trust people before they truly know them. This is almost a rhyme. This, of course, can get them into trouble because they are often too trusting for their own good. Water pigs are quite easily influenced, yet can be very persuasive when it comes to getting what they want. Mm -hmm. These people love parties and social situations and enjoy giving themselves to, I mean, giving of themselves to help. Oh, it's true anyway. <laughs> giving themselves to help others. Yes. <laughs> Correct. That sounds very much like you. You're I just a you. giver, aren't you? Give, 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 give. I do my best. Yes. Yes, I do. I give my love to you. <laughs> no. At least, at least, at least one hour every week. No. <laughs> All right. So we are asking. Uh, well, I should say thank you to Cookie. For are you done with your topic? Can we move on, or did you want to finish it? I'm, 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 I'm done. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank like, you very much for giving me the opportunity to mock you. I mean, um, giving us some really good interest. Chinese New Year. <laughs> yay, 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 yay! Thank you. Awesome. Yes. We are asking a discussion topic this week. It is: Has technology made your life easier? You can join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Cubby House. You can also check us out on Twitter at Cubby House Projects or The Cubby House. The Cubby House. The Cubby House. Or, or look for the hashtag CH Project. Which is where I got confused. From around the den to around the globe, this is Bear News. Breaking headlines, may we used say that one on for joy. A while, have we? Yes. Um, <laughs> Breaking oh, headlines right, on joy. Right, right. Pope Benedict the Sixteenth has officially set his resignation date as of the twenty eighth of February, two thousand and thirteen. Now we only just found this out on the Twitter sphere oh, as you, we Twitter. were chatting, checking messages. So if you'd like to find out more information, check your local news feeds. Apparently, he does not have the strength to continue in his role due to his age. Uh, and that is quoted by the Vatican Radio. Correct. So, yes. Thank you very much for finding that out, Kevin. Now, I believe you have some more of this stuff I have coming some. up. Exploring the world, keeping you jacked in and turned on. That's right. Get your geek on. You just like playing those riffs. I'll say I could have just done I it do. under news. I do. All right. <laughs> so, let's go straight into this. Scavenger Hunt, loving hacker. That's a tongue twister. Scavenger Hunt, loving hacker, um, in Japan, was arrested overnight after months on the run. Disgruntled for some reason, he sent viral death threats, and while evading the Japanese police, he mentioned that information about his virus was strapped to a cat roaming Tokyo. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> months later, the cat was found, leading to his arrest. <laughs> Japanese police used riddles that he had submitted anonymously to a local newspaper to track down the cat, and the memory card it was carrying on its collar. Yeah, he left a memory ca a card attached to a cat after he sent viruses that had evidence on it. Then he sent clues to the local newspaper so the police would be able to find the cat and then find him. Why? 
Boredom, I'm assuming. Uh, <laughs> don't know. He wants to get back to prison. <laughs> anyway, they eventually managed to track him down using information that was on the memory card and security footage that was linked that linked him to the cat itself. Yeah, clearly he didn't have enough penile insertions. Oi, no, no, we're not going there. <laughs> Ooh, he went there, people. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> had the throwback, had the throwback. All right. Um, now, uh, another leading story, which seems to be dragged up every now and then, is uh, the New York Times has apparently released another rumour that's come out, which is Apple is experimenting with wrist... Uh, again, I can speak. Wristwatch-like devices made of curved glass. Now, this is, I think, the second year or third year in a row that I've heard this, and I do believe they do have the pa- patents for it, mm-hmm. but nothing's come of it yet. Mm-hmm. According to people familiar with the company's explorations, who spoke on condition that they not be named because they are not allowed to publicly discuss unreleased products... Such a watch would operate Apple's iOS platform, two people said, and stand apart from competitors based on the company's understanding of how such glass can curve around the human's human body. Um, some of the other rumors that have also come through is that the phone will actually act as a remote control for the um, Apple iTV, mm-hmm. um, and it will also be able to sync to the other devices as well, including the iMac It'll and iPad. Fantastically handy. It would be. It would basically be a remote control on your wrist. But... We've heard rumors like this for about three years now, and we haven't even seen anything come through. And Apple are really usually good about leaking some sort of rumor to keep people interested. Mm. Hmm. So, we still get people back into wearing watches again, too. Well, most people don't, thanks to the mobile phones. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a, <laughs> I can't quote it, so I'm not going to, but there was, I think, a study recently that said most people don't wear phones because they carry a mobile phone. That I wear watches? watches. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. We Thanks. get you. We get you. I'm being distracted by the wonderful Ross here. <laughs> yes, you can take him home later after we've finished our show at eleven o'clock. Well, that's it for me for the news and tech goodness. Joy ninety four point nine. We have been asking you tonight to answer the question: How has technology made your life easier? Now on Facebook, we've had a plethora of responses. Thank you very much to those who have messaged in now our first three people thankfully michael kieran and phil have all implied that it hasn't michael says no it's now impossible to get away from work increasing sorry increase in technology causes and increases in stress sorry i'm gonna be able to i'm gonna be able to speak tonight at all Increase in technology causes an increase in stress. No, he said, and. I was right. I was right. (laughs) (laughs) That said, I do love my technology. Anyway, Peter said, could I argue that it's actually made it harder at the same time? By making certain tasks like connectivity with mates and personal business go much more efficient, um, it in some ways diminishes my capabilities to do the same things without technology. For Mm. instance, when he loses his phone and trying to keep in contact with family and friends. Um, And Philip also says it hasn't made my life easier life has become sorry life was much less complicated prior to technology um we've had a message from d who said the invention of the steam engine made her life a lot easier thank you thanks (laughs) uh no seriously thank you for your feedback um, um, Ash also says being able to Skype with adorable men who are too far away to see and speak to in the flesh makes me warm or oh, sorry makes me feel all warm and fuzzy mm. and thank you very much to Karen for the existential crisis version of <laughs> how to answer that question we love you Karen thank you very much if you want to read it you can go to facebook.com forward slash the cubby house for that and many more answers that we haven't gotten to 
And for the Cuppy House for the last few more minutes, here on Joy 94.9, Ross, you've been pretty quiet over the last couple of minutes, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> I kind of really haven't asked him any questions. No. He's interjected every now and then. <laughs> I've, d- I've done my best. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on and doing your best, as you say. Thank you. Short notice, so uh, I, was, I was terrified. Ah, we love you anyway. <laughs> so I do have a question for you then. Mm-hmm. What's your one most important piece of sex advice you'd give a virgin boyfriend? That is a virgin partner who wants to play with you. Um... Let's see. Uh, probably uh, do anything. No, don't. Don't if you don't feel comfortable to do it, then don't do it. So wait till you're ready to do whatever you want to do. I reckon that would be fair enough advice. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking on that same question, Kevin, you had a reasonable answer at that one point, didn't you? Did I? Yes. Something about a manual. Oh, really? You, oh, offline comments are for offline, Cookie. Okay. Clearly. I'll do this anyway because I have been noticed that. Anyway. Um, if I need to give someone a manual for how to have sex with me, then I just have time for it. I don't have time to start training all the way from basics. Fair which enough. is generally why I prefer older men. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Daddy Chase, all right. Okay. The younger ones just... you gotta you got to explain too much to them. I could agree. Yeah. Okay, okay. That's your thoughts. I'll, Are you happy I'll now you made me make the comment? <laughs> yes, yes. I'll just okay, put your, put, let you put your foot in your mouth one more time tonight. Nice. So thank you very much, Ross, for joining us. No worries. It's, it's been, been a pleasure. Yes, thank you. Uh, now, with us here at the Cubby House, the podcast has been down for a while because our server has been a bit uh, funky and not letting us upload properly. So please bear with us on that. But if you'd like to find out more information... If I'm not mistaken, it is actually Joy Wide. It's not just the Cubby House that's down. That's correct. Yes, we upload with a lot of a lot of other Joy shows. So, if you've been missing a few of your other Joy shows, that's probably why you haven't been getting them of late. Now, if you'd like to find out more information from us at the Cubby House over the week, you can join us at facebook.com forward slash the Cubby House. You can also join us on Twitter at the Cubby House or uh, find the tag hashtag. CH Projects. Well done, you remembered it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like you, I've had a bit of a tongue twister of a week. So thank you very much for joining us this week. And for those who have been listening in for the 100th episode, I'm sorry, you've missed it. It's uh, going to be. You made that on, joke, move on. It's going to be up on the podcast as soon as we can. And from tonight, I'm Cookie. And I'm Kevin. And thank you very much again, Ross, for joining us. Thank you very much. You're on the Cubby House for another week. We'll be back Monday on Joy at 10 o'clock. See you then. Stay tuned for the Vixen Hour with Christian coming up right now. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.